Shalom Aleichem. Um, so, thank you for tuning in. My name is Moshe Hanan, and this is Rabbi Noam Wagner. And um, we're here getting together because we are a few days before Gimel Tamas. And I have a few questions about how to prepare and uh, get, create the right intentions and the right actions for Gimel Tamas. So, um, the, I think the first question I have is, what are ways that I could start preparing myself for Gimel Tamas? The preparation process. Where can I begin? And a few suggestions. Good, Moshe. So first of all, is the question that you're asking, it's an interesting thing because it seems like this is what's foremost on the minds of most people. Chassidim somewhere, some people it's more hidden, some people it's more open. Everyone looks, Gimel Tamos is coming, and everyone starts feeling, okay, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? Mm. I need to do something. It's not just a day that I can let pass. And like you said, a very important thing is you can't just start when it comes. You have to do something beforehand, prepare, get ready, be ready, do something about it. So let's look at our Rabbeim, what they did for us over the years. For Chabad Chassidah specifically, what the Alter Rebbe initiated, the idea is that everything comes from Torah, everything comes from understanding, from learning, from studying. And in fact, that was something which always for a chassid, when it came a special day, especially a special day like this, when it came a special time, when it came anything, the first place to do it was by learning the chassidus, which was specifically for that time. And in fact, the rabbim always gave out sikhas, mamarim, for a special day, whether they said a mimer or whether at times when they would give out a mimer specifically something with which to make this day become a day without it it's nothing because the chassidus gives us the idea of what this day is and the chassidus and the mimer or the sikha which talks about it this is actually the concept this is what for a chassid this is what makes the day into a day so when you were a few days before Gimel Tamos one of the most important places to look is what did the Rebbe give to us for preparing for Gimel Tamas. And it's interesting, Gimel Tamas is not a day that came in the middle of nowhere. Gimel Tamas is a day that for years the Rebbe gave us Torah specifically about and for and for the idea of Gimel Tamas. Um, one of the first, the first Fabrengen Officially, of the Rebbe for Gimel Tamus was Tavshin Chai, 1958. 1958, it was on Shabbos, and the Rebbe Fabrengt. And both the Sicha, part of the Sicha at least, is edited by the Rebbe Nukotei Sicha's Chelek Dalit under the heading of Gimel Tamus. And the Mimer, which the Rebbe said by that Fabrengt, the Rebbe then gave out in 1989 in Tavshin Mem the Rebbe gave it out, edited it, and published the Mimer, Hasam Nafshenu Bachaim. And there's a second Mimer, which the Rebbe also gave out for Gimel Tamas the next year, Tavshin Nun 1990, which is Yi Hashem Alikeinu Imanu. So there's two Mamarim that the Rebbe gave out, and many Sikhs, including the Tavshin Nun Aleph 1991, which is the last year that we heard Sikhs from the Rebbe, where there's a whole Fabrengen edited also Gimel Tamas, Shabbos Gimel Tamas, where the Rebbe 
in all of these sikhs and fabrengings and in many others in Lukhat Sikhs, the Rebbe puts out for us what is this date. And not only that, but gives us the Torah is what creates the world. So that's what creates that energy of the date. So that's that's the probably best and most important way for any day, and especially a day like this of how to start. So it seems like there's um, almost like a three-part partnership in Gimel Tamas or any auspicious day. One is like time shows up, right? That yeah. There's a time. And then and then there's the Ebishter. And then there's our part, our actual partnership. Because it seems like from what you're saying, what creates the energy of the day is our learning, if Torah is what creates things. Right. Because in Torah, we bring it down. We draw things down. When we study Torah, it's just like it's the idea of bringing it down from the potential, from the idea, bringing it down into practical. That's with our study of Torah. Torah is Hashem's wisdom. It's up there. It's in the holy spiritual realms. But Torah is Hashem's wisdom that He gave to us. So when we learn that Torah, we're becoming, we're drawing it down into our practical lives, into the action and the reality of what it is in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a few points, you know, because not everybody, I guess, can really sit down and learn the whole Mimer. Are there a few points that you can share with me um, in case I don't get to learning the whole Mimer? Okay. The, from Hassam Nashin and Bechayim. Okay, so first of all, if you don't get to learning the whole Mimer, at least learn part of it. Because <laughs> that's something which is definitely, any bit of it is give, gives, gives, gives you something. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Hashem put himself into the Torah in general and the Tzaddikim, they put themselves into their Torah. So it's, it's a Mimer of the Rebbe. But the idea, the concept of Hassam Nafshein Bechayim, let's just start with the first words of it. The words are from David Amalek from Tehillim. Hasam Nafshenu Bachaim Hashem has placed our souls in life. And what the Mimer explains is that there's different forms of life. There's the life, the way it is in the natural realm of things. And then there's a higher form of life that Hashem takes our soul, which is the spiritual part of us, and He makes it, He puts it into a much higher level of life one that is eternal, one that never stops, one that can never stop because it just, by definition, it goes on forever. And that's the idea of the words Asam Nafshinu Bachaim. And what the Rebbe explains in the Mimer at length is the concept of how there's spiritual life and there's physical life. And we sometimes separate them. We don't allow them to connect. And the real way of life is by not remaining in two different things. Making life, making that spiritual life, which is the life of our soul, making it affect and making it actually become what becomes the aspect of our real, of our lives, the ways in the physical world. So we don't remain because otherwise, as the continuation of the possible, he doesn't allow our feet to falter. When do our feet fall, which is the lowest part of us? When does that fall? When we are not connecting to that reality, 
So then the lower part of us sort of falls in the world and gets lost in the falsehood of the physical world, if you put it. So I have two questions, and I'm not sure if they're combined, or, uh, but I'm just going to ask them both. Um, one is, what's our part in this Dira Maska? Right? So Hashem does Hasav Nafshein Vachayim. Right, and but that's all Hashem stuff. What's 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 my job in that, as well as what is what am I meant to experience on Gimel Thomas? If if there's if I'm not supposed to keep everything up as spiritual, and it's supposed to be a, a physical manifestation of of spirit of of something that's so lofty. Then what's what is the experience of Gimel Thomas? Very good. So both those questions are very good in the idea. And the question is what? Because that's the first and most important question. Is also so what am I supposed to do? What what does it mean to me? Is this understanding what Hashem is about, or if we'll take it a step further, what for many people, what I'm going to take Gimel Thomas and I'm going to recognize. Wow, the Rebbe is such a great man. The Rebbe is such a great leader. The Rebbe, you'll hear stories about the Rebbe, etc. But what is that for me? The mm-hmm. Rebbe is the Rebbe, and he's where he is. What is that for me? And the truth is that that's exactly what Gimel Thomas tells us. Don't let, don't leave it there. Don't leave it there as a beautiful experience, as an inspiration, but rather make it real. Make it real in my life. Because that's really what ends up happening in our lives is often we separate the abstract and the spiritual and we separate that from the physical, from the physical world, from the physical experience of what's me. What am I in it? What am I experiencing in it? And what we look at is my life is a life which is removed from that aspect. And... I'll leave you in a very interesting story because stories are always something which uh, the Friedrich Rebbe tells and it's a very long and a very amazing story but we unfortunately can't go through the entire thing now. There's there's one more thing I'd like to bring out and just in case you're going to address it with what you're saying and that is based on what we're saying how like Oh, yeah, so Gimel Tom is something that I really want to prepare for. It's going to show up, and then once the 24 hours are up, then what, right? So my question is, my question is, can you address the longing that a chassid has as as it's coming up, like he, there's something to experience. There's something to be had here now, and and if I don't get it, then 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 I'm going to miss out on something. And like, and how does he get that? Actually, get it. Yeah. How does he make it real? Make Basically. it real. Make because, it real. Because, so I'll I'll tell you this this in short because uh, Friedrich Kadeva was traveling for his father on a train. Um, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, sent him on a mission. And the Friedrich Rebbe describes how on the train he meets a person who's 
in the dining car ordering non-kosher food. And you can see it's a Jewish guy. And it really bothered him. And this guy kept on looking at the Friedrich Rebbe. And finally, he's like first eating with gusto, but then he just puts the food away, pays the bill, and leaves. Eventually, he comes to Friedrich Rebbe. It turns out this was someone who had been born in the city of Lubavitch. And his father moved for business. Later, his father took him back to the Rebbe Marash. And he's reliving this, this person. And it was like a big, very interesting, and eventually he came with the Friedrich Rebbe, he came, he did Shuvah, etc. But the idea of one of the things he tells in the story, for many years, he, he got, he had bad friends, and he turned away from Yiddishkeit. And for whatever reason, he had to go back to Rebbe Marash. And he had a question, it was a, a question which was involving something in the world, he needed to know something. He was to help Jews, to save Jews from pogroms. He was involved with other Jews that were non-religious Jews, but saving Jews from pogroms. And the Rebbe Marash was the address to go to because he was the one who, was, who knew and who had the connections and was really working on these things. And so he asked the Rebbe Marash a question. The Rebbe Marash said, I'm going to be by the oil of my father of the Tzemach Tzedek, and I'm going to ask him the question. And he came back and he said, my father said to tell you so and so. And the Rebbe Marash later said to him, he said, I noticed when I told you I'm going to go to the oil of my father and ask him the question, you involuntarily, you gave sort of like a smirk. And he says, because like, what, here's a person who for already tens of years isn't alive in this world and you're going to talk to him like... Rebbe Marash said something very powerful. He said, not because you don't believe, because every Jew believes. You believe that there is a spiritual world. But you're so engrossed, you're so involved and set into the physical world that it's like it, it, the idea of something that's in a different realm just doesn't sit with you. Not because you don't believe it, because you don't connect to it. And that's, that concept is such a deep idea. And that's really what, in essence, what there is in this Maimar of Sam And what the question that you're asking is, yes, it comes Gimel Tammuz, it's a spiritual experience. I have a longing, a yearning, I go, I connect, but after that I'm back in my life. How do I make the two come together? And that's the idea of a person has to lift himself up from the being completely engulfed in the physicality of the world, in a world which is a material world which has no spirit in it, and has some nafshein v'chaim. It's not enough that Hashem does it, because if Hashem does it, it remains in Hashem's world. I have to do it. I have to take what Hashem does. It's not enough that it's in a maimer chsidis. I have to take that maimer chsidis, bring it into my life, into my physical life. Take that inspiration, take that amazing connection, that idea, Rebbe, and the whole thing. What is a Rebbe? A Rebbe is someone who enables godliness to be revealed in my life. Now, godliness to be experienced in my life? Godliness to be experienced in my life because that's who I am. That's who I really am. That's who I am in my eating, in my sleeping, in every aspect of me. But I sort of created that disconnect because in my world it's just 
Yes, there's holy things, there's spiritual things, there's a Rebbe, there's life which is eternal, which never stops, etc. But that's there. That's not here. Here I have my food. Here I have my life, my, my, my things that I'm involved in. And it's different. And because I, it, it becomes like the realm of physical and there's nothing above it. Now, not because I don't believe, I don't know there's something higher than it. There has to be. But I don't connect to it because that's not my reality. And when I lift myself up a little bit higher, tefach higher, as it's called, from the world, it becomes, I, I begin to live that reality. A Rebbe enables me to do that. So what, is, what, is it, what does it look like for me to take an action, if I'm assuming is an action for me to take, that lifts me a tefach higher? So that's that's why if we go back to where we started it's 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 when I'm when I'm learning but I don't just learn I learn something and I let that learning which is I'm learning chassidus I'm learning about godliness I let that encompass me I let that engulf me and then I let that control the life that I live so and if, let it have an effect if I sit down with the mimer with the chavrusa or with the book, Hasam Nafshein Nebuchayim, Eternal Life, and I start learning it. Mm-hmm. What, what does it look like? To f- what does it mean to let it affect me? What, what needs to get out of the way in order for it to affect me? There's something which is the next step after that. And it's such an important one. I heard a line from Rav Shlema Chaim Kasselman, who was a mashpia, famous educator in mashpia. He says, says in the Pasuk, Vayar Hashem ki Leah. is hated. Now, according to Chassidus, Leah is the world of thought. When, when was this in the story of Leah? When, when, before, before uh, when, when Reuven was born, or when, before Shimon was born. So it says Hashem gave her a son because he saw that she was hated. And so in Chassidus, mm-hmm. it says, Leah is the world of thought. Rachel is the world of speech. People hate to think. Thought, to think, says you're, you're happy to learn a study a mimer. You're happy to even discuss the mimer. But you know, there's one thing that happens when I finish the mimer. After I close the book or I leave it open, and I sit there for five minutes or for two minutes, and in my mind, I now take it, not just what it says, I take it and apply it. Because I now take it and I go to the point of it, and that's called thinking chsidis. Thinking chsidis is what chsidim would do before davening, is taking the idea in my world, applying it to myself, making it real in my life. So I could learn it, and it's a nice intellectual thing which could be abstract. But the moment I sat down after I finished learning it, and I thought it, and obviously thinking it includes practical application. Right, so it's a question think to myself, okay, I just learned about the idea of uh, of a nefesh and it, you know and that it, that um, it has eternal life and now I have access to that. And then I ask myself a question like, okay, now that I know that, how can I apply this idea to my day? Yeah, and not only that, it's not just I'm asking myself how do I apply it. I'm taking the moment 
to take either one point that I learned in the Mimer or the general point of the Mimer in general, sum it up in my mind for myself and then apply it. What's, what's the next step? What does it mean to me? Not in the abstract. And, and there I'm taking the idea from abstract, I'm bringing it down. And for that, that comes with thoughts. That comes with thinking and with understanding, with connecting to it. Which seems to be like real work. It is work. And there's nothing, there's nothing in the world that comes easy. But if something comes easy, then we know that we're in the wrong track. Because that's life. Work is what takes it, what makes things happen. Is that a fact even if we're in the times of Mashiach? Especially because we're in the times of Mashiach. Because the idea of Mashiach, Mashiach being up there is something which is already here. It's all the, the, the spiritual concept, even the physical concept of Mashiach, the way it comes from Hashem. But the whole idea of Mashiach is that Hashem made us and wants us to complete it. And therefore, it's now our work of actually making it come from the abstract into reality, something that has to be us, that has to be us doing it. Would you be willing to share with us an example of how you took an idea of Mashiach or or even Hassam Nashin Vachayim, this this mimer and and applied it in this using this practice? Okay, so let's let's take a, a, a simple line which many people are actually very taken by the line. It's probably one of the most important things in our world. Think good and it will be good. Think good and it will be good is something which is not just a nice saying or a nice statement. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. So I can learn it, I can study it, I can learn about it, and then I can take it down and make it become real in my life. So I ha- I've had times when I asked the Rebbe certain things, and the Rebbe said, think good, it will be good. In but the face of whatever evidence is showing you that it's not it's good. It's the opposite. And it's easier said than done. Because when you're standing there, and you're thinking, but what if? What if? What if? And it's the idea of now taking that and saying, no, this is real. This is truth. Because essentially what thing good it will be good is essentially telling me is you live in a world which is a physical world where godliness isn't the reality and therefore the reality is whatever you see in the world. Think good isn't just think positive thinking. Think godliness. Think spirituality. Think Hashem who is everything and is all-powerful. And not just that He can help you, but that He is the one who runs the world. And it will be good because then you'll see that He runs the world. And I think we see it in our lives many times. It takes work. But when we do get to that understanding and that reality, it's not what if there's no what ifs. Because Hashem, He runs it. He's the one in charge. And then whatever it is, whether it's health, whether it's, whether it's uh, parnasa, whether it's whatever the things are, there's no walls. There's no, well, this can't work. There's nothing that can't work because it's Hashem. We let him in. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like Trachkut Vedzangut is basically a promise that Hashem is going to do his part, and all you need to do is be able to think, yeah, like 
a reality that's already possible, but your thinking is like the final completion of that process. Right. Because other, Hashem is all-powerful. He doesn't need my thinking good in order to let Him do what needs to be done. But that's what He made the world. That's He wants, He's waiting for me to do it because He created it in a way that He wants me to do my part. My part is bringing that whole thing that there is and making it, taking that last step of bringing it down. And it's the same thing with Mashiach in general and the Gula in my private life and in every aspect of it. I recently heard that somebody asked the rabbits in Chayamushka what was a quality that she appreciated most or what is a quality that she sees is most outstanding in the Rebbe and he said and she said that his emuna. I wanted to know it seems like what we've experienced is like I mean in between obviously Stral and and all of the new Torah that we heard from the Rebbe and and his leadership and all those things so first of all what are your thoughts on that is that is that something that you've heard before and if yes can you share a little bit about that why Imuna over obviously Israel so I haven't heard the story but I can try and think about what the Rebbe's obviously Israel is what does it mean what does it boil down to it seems like it's like seeing a Jew and seeing the godliness on him and seeing how he can do anything that's godly like and, and has the possibility to do anything. So that word boils down to Amuna. His faith in you. His faith in every Jew. And why does he have faith in you? Because he knows that you are, like you said, godly. So it's everything actually boils down to the concept of recognizing that what's above is really part of what's here and looking at you and seeing in you those powers that you have and in that way revealing it looking at you and seeing the good in you seeing the ability to help you seeing that's all his faith that the Rebbe has in you and that's what in a sense what a Rebbe is doing for us a Rebbe gives us because we live in this world, in the lower world, in the world, like we said before, of this person, a world where physicality, where materialism seems to be the only real thing. It's not that we don't believe in godliness, but we don't apply it. We can't live it. We don't feel like this is a possibility to us. And isn't that, like the, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? Our job or our mission, responsibility... And our purpose and meaning in life is is through taking godliness and actually making it a physical experience. That's what it's all about, yeah. But we, but and the one who enables us to do that—that's what a rebbe does. A rebbe shows us because we need that sort of that uh, channel to give us the power to see that, to give us the power to feel it. Because otherwise, we're here, and for us, he's here. Hashem is here. We're here. We, we don't connect it to. A Rebbe gives us that possibility and that ability to connect it, to connect the abstract, to connect the impossible, to connect the, 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 what seems to be in the seeming physical world. That, that's, that's good for the books. It's not real. And he makes it's it real. He gives that, us right? that ability of being real. 
whether it's the Bar whether but whether it's in belief in a Jew, in the power that a Jew has, belief in the power that Hashem has, it's all the same idea. That's where our Rebbe is giving us this concept of live godliness. And when we connect to that, we are invincible. We are superpowers. We are the most powerful, not because me, because I am a part of godliness and Hashem is obviously he's the creator. He, he makes it all happen. And it's real. It comes real in our lives and we see it again and again and again. Everyone has seen it. Again and again and again. But we sometimes need the Rebbe's push to give us that connection. This is making me think of like one of the ultimate Gimel Talmud questions, which is circumstances and my physical eyes and my physical experience is saying the Rebbe, I don't see the Rebbe anymore. And the Rebbe said, at least I know that I remember learning this clearly in Chalik Bey's in Isafas by Yudshvat. It says how the Rebbe is talking about the Friedrich Rebbe, how he's sitting in his room right now listening to us for bringing. Um, is that is that the same thing? Is that the same message to live a life that is not bound or or or, or dictated by physical? Um, circumstances or evidence and if so how do I make it a physical experience again and that is our lives and you know, as much as we cannot begin to fathom or give him any explanations of why and how it happened what happened 28 years ago on Gimel Tamas and there's no one who can stand up there and try and explain it and there's no way we can we can give uh, there's nothing there's nothing we don't have that power even to even begin to fathom and we yearn and we want and you know we feel that yearning of, of why can't we see it in the thirst but not giving explanations of why and how but rather giving explanations of what's being expected of us is that specifically this whole occurrence and this whole happening is what gives us the power to actually fulfill the mission which is what it's all about to be in a situation where all odds and all physical scientific or whatever you want to call it seems to be against everything that we know and we're told and to enable this but this has to be every aspect of our lives that we should be able to take that reality and not just it's a reality in the books, but this becomes the reality that we live with in every moment. I wonder if we already covered this, but I think it's worth it to ask it bluntly. Why is it so important for us to believe and know and cultivate the idea that the Rebbe is alive? If we again take it in this idea, then this is the whole point of what it's all about. This is why we're seeing the opposite. Because Hashem wants us. This, this is, in fact, why is it so important for us to live in a world and realize that the world is really godliness? And take the world for what it is. Because our, that's the, I mean, it's the opposite of the reality that we seem to see. Is that similar to why we cover our eyes and close them and then declare Shema Yisrael Hashem Okein Hashem Echad? So we don't see the world as we make that declaration? We cover our eyes and then most importantly is we open it again afterwards. Because we just kept our eyes covered the whole time that's not the point 
The point is to cover our eyes. Now there's nothing that's confusing me so I can concentrate on that reality. And once I do that, I open it and I say, Baruch Shem Kuwait which is that this is real in the world as well. This is real in my heart, in my soul, in my whole being. This is the reality. A reality that the world seems to constantly, every aspect of the world screams not. And that's, that's the world that Hashem made. The Gimel Tamos of us not seeing this reality that Hashem made. Made it so that we should re recognize and realize what the real reality is. That's our job. That's our job in every aspect of our lives. To recognize, to realize, to... to so it's not just, oh, it doesn't make sense, forget it, let's not talk things that don't make sense. No, this, this is everything of our lives, is to take something that in that physical, material world doesn't seem to make sense and say this is the truth and then actually live it. Mm -hmm. Every part of our life is that. Every part of Judaism is that. Every part of everything is that. When Gimel Tammuz this year arrives, what are, like, if I were to make, like, a checklist of things that I can do or accomplish on the day, what would be some suggestions? It's hard to make specific suggestions because everybody... Depending on where they're holding? ...just has to do it with their thing. But start with learning something of the Rebbe. And something specifically ever said about this day there's so much it's such a powerful day it's a day where from the very beginning of history always showed that a Jewish leader is not confined by the natural means and that he reveals it he brings that out in the world Yeshua brought it out by stopping the sun stopping the sun means as a Jewish leader I will show the world the reality of Hashem. I will show the world even a world of stopping the sun, which the world doesn't even believe that the sun is moving. But that's another story. <laughs> He's taking, it's taking the whole aspect of it and saying, when the Jews are doing what Hashem wants, the Jewish leader is the one not only who enables it for them, who actually makes anything that stands in the way become part of what helps you do your mission and the same thing many years later when the previous Rebbe said the whole Russian government is standing against me and wants to kill me and I'm going to stand and show that nature doesn't they are they the entire government once and decided that they're going to have me go on a train on Shabbos and that they're not going to have it any other way or they'll kill me and I'm going to show that not, they're not in charge. It was only our bodies that were given over into Gullus. Our souls weren't given over into Gullus. Our souls weren't given over to Gullus, but that's what enables us that we can understand it, not just in the world of souls, but in the world of the bodies that we're not going to listen. And it doesn't matter if they send us to prison or if they send us to hard labor or what happens, we're not going to listen. Is this like almost like a disassociation or a de-identification of the body and becoming the soul? Or aren't we, and, and if that is the case, aren't we supposed to take our body with us? So it's not, it's recognizing the soul, but then taking that down and making that become the reality because it's not in the soul that I'm going 
but we got and, right, and so what if the Friedrich Rebbe is saying that only our bodies were in Gullus but our bodies were in Gullus right and now the soul which isn't in Gullus is going to take the body and show that despite the body was given in Gullus to realize it was given in Gullus by Hashem in order to us as Jews to recognize the truth of the soul and to really really internalize it and make it real that it's not just the soul is eternal it doesn't just mean my soul lives forever that's not the idea that my soul's eternal life becomes so real that it becomes part of the reality of my body life also which is then Gimel Tamas years later in Tavshin Nundalit 1928 years ago is the same idea are you going to just give in to the seeming ideas of the body or are you going to say that there's a soul and a body and they're two separate things or are you going to recognize that what you know is truth with the soul that's really the truth in everything and that's really the truth that permeates the whole existence of everything that, it, that exists of everything that there is in, in, in every aspect of spreading Yiddishkeit, of continuing spreading Yiddishkeit, of continuing to believe in Mashiach, of continuing to believe that no, things didn't stop as maybe the world would, and as 28 years later, it's been proven that concept of how against all odds, how everything continued, didn't just continue but continued in an even stronger, more powerful way, but to realize that that's not just a spiritual or a physical that is the reality that takes through every aspect of it because Hashem is the only Echad that's it there's nothing else it seems like our conversation and this program itself is an expression of us continuing to live a life an experience which is an expression of the continuation of the, the physical life of the, of the Rebbe Meaning, if, if it's just like if Gimel Thomas happened, then why are we continuing? Yeah. And, you know, I, I recently sat with a, a chassid, um, a chassidish guy, and he asked me, Nu, so you, uh, you believe that the Rebbe is alive? I said, yeah. Like physically, spiritually, are you joking? I'm like, no, no, I, I really believe he's physically. And th- the truth is, is that It's not because I understand at all. Uh, it's really a choice. For me, believing that the Rebbe is alive um, is aligned with everything else that I learned from the Rebbe. Um, at least this is to my understanding. And it really allows me to continue my my shlichus, my mission, my, my own avoida in the fullest, like full throttle. Once I think about the idea that you know the the Rebbe left me and now I'm on my I'm I'm alone and uh, I'm I can cry about that which the truth is I can cry about it anyway, you know I want to see the Rebbe physically I want to see him, um, but I wonder, you know this actually made me think of something I heard once. Hasidim were fabringing and they were debating whether the world exists or not. And they came to a conclusion that it doesn't. But they believe in Torah. And the Torah says, And so a world, it's Torah says that the world was created. So there obviously has to be a world. So I wonder what your thoughts on, on this idea and on Gemma Thomas. The that the Rebbe 
often quotes from the Rebbe Marash that some people think that the world is merely an illusion. The Rebbe Marash says the world is true because the Torah says but the truth of the world is that the Torah is what makes that truth. This is where people are shocked. How can you say that the Rebbe is alive? I mean, in a real physical sense because of the disconnect, like the story with the Rebbe Marash, the disconnect between, yeah, there's nice spiritual things up there, but you really believe it? So it's not just about Gimel Tamas and the Rebbe being alive. This is everything that we learn in Chassid. This is everything that we learn in Judaism. That's what it's all about. It's about enabling us to recognize something which is maybe beyond understanding, beyond reason, beyond nature, but realizing how that is the world. That's what everything is. And therefore that affects our lives, that affects the way we behave. And like you said, what should I do on Gimel Tamas? Do a favor for another Jew. Doing a favor for another Jew in a way which is totally opposite of anything that I think my life stands for. A favor which really asks of me to put myself on the side and to go help another Jew simply because he's another Jew. I'm not going to get anything out of it. On the contrary, it's the opposite of everything I stand for. It's the opposite of everything my existence. But that's, that's take the amuna, take the faith, and take the real existence and bring it in and make it real. And is that is that necessary? Because I, I remember learning in Shara B'Tachin that um, Hashem gave people certain natures and, and certain desires towards specific mitzvahs or specific things because that's the way Hashem shows them that that's what they're meant to do. So if there was if there's a way that I love having Avas Yisrael, so should I specifically not do it the way that comes natural to me or specifically not do it the way that I enjoy? Do both. There's, there's one of the things is also in Chassidus it says that when I see something is very hard then I know that that's probably connected with my mission and that's why the Yitzhahara does everything to stand against it. And like we've talked before about work. It's work. Work means... That's what Hashem put me in this world, to work, to do something, to go the opposite of what I think. To Is it the opposite of what I think, or let me see what the Rebbe says and do it even though it's not what I think? So it's both. One of the things that's brought is the whole idea of chassidus, for a person to change the nature of his feelings, of his uh, emotions and feelings. Or to change his natural feelings, his natural leanings. That's what chassidus is all about. That's what the purpose of creation is all about. Change. Hashem made a world, something from nothing, and we have to make something into nothing. But it doesn't mean it's not about running away from the world. It's about bringing the world to its completion, its perfection. Hashem made a world which is going to look different in order that our, our mission is going to be to recognize the truth. And that's why sometimes things are hard. And the way we overcome it, the moment I'm overcoming it and realizing that everything is Hashem, that hardship will disappear. Because the whole hardship is to test me, to come in the way and to see, will I really understand it? 
do I really? That's what the Pasuk says. Menasa Hashem alikeichem eschem. Hashem is testing you to see hayishchem oyavim es Hashem imloy. Do you really love Hashem? What does it mean? Do you really love Hashem? Of course I love Hashem. No, I love Hashem as Him. Do I really love Hashem enough to make Him real in my life where it seems to be the opposite? Make choices that's based on my love That's why there's the test. Him. Yeah. And that's why there's the test. It's to lift me up. To make it, to make it real. To somebody who um, hasn't prepared at all and shows up to a Fabrengan maybe Gimel Thomas at night already What's what's a message for him as a way that no matter what he can he can still reap the benefits and 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 contribute to Gimel Thomas. So there's in, in Gemara it says Chamra Bitkufas Tamuz Kriroli, a donkey. In the era of Tamuz, it's cold. So this explains the word Chamra also means Chaimer the materialism of the world. In the Tkuf of Tammuz, it's cold. It doesn't feel that connection of godliness reach it because it's the time when the material world on its own has to connect. So when a person comes and says, I didn't prepare. I didn't do anything. I'm coming here. It's Gimel Tammuz. Inspire me. Give me something. Mm-hmm. And the idea to give me is to say, no matter where you're feeling, no matter how far and distant you're feeling, that's actually the reason why you feel the distance is that you should do it on your own. You shouldn't just do it from inspiration. You should actually take yourself in a place where you feel like I'm just in the material world. I don't feel like I can connect to spirituality. Go there and, and actually it's going to come from you. Meaning so it's about. somebody comes to Fabring and says, Rabbi, inspire me. We turn it around and say, okay, inspire us basically inspire and inspire yourself but by the fact that you're lacking inspiration because who made that Hashem makes everything you're lacking inspiration in order that it should come from you which that is the ultimate of what creation is all about that's the ultimate of the idea of Gimel Tamas means it comes from us it comes from below it comes from our place whether it's Yeshua stopping the sun and telling the sun hey you're singing praises of Hashem you stop I'm going to do it. Whether it's a Fidik Rebbe saying, I don't care if according to Allah, I'm not obligated to put my life in danger over here. I love Hashem to the extent that I'm not able to do anything other than doing what Hashem wants me to do. It's coming from me. So or it seems whether, like that that person's request of, I feel so disconnected, what can I do, Gimel Tamas? That is the actual expression of yeah. what Gimel Tamas is all about. The the idea of because I'm pretty sure what happened was is that the there's the sun and then there's the the soul of the sun right yeah. which praises Hashem right all the time yeah and it's the distance which we isn't that what's going on like you have the distance creates a cry and a longing and the longing is is the praise. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm actually like confused. That's, that's what the moon, what's the moon? What's the light of the moon come from? The distance between the sun and the moon is what creates the ability for the moon to shine. Because if it was closer, it wouldn't distance. shine. If it was closer, that's when you don't see the moon. Because it's hidden. It 
cover it over. But that's the idea. Allow there to be. When there's a distance, when someone, the chassid, came to the Tzemach Tzedek, and he said, what should I do that I don't have a, I'm not inspired to learn. I don't enjoy, I don't have a feeling for learning Torah. So Tzemach Tzedek says, well, what should I do that I am inspired to learn? You're lucky you're not inspired. That's what it's all about. What, what am I supposed to do that I am inspired? But I can't do it in the full way like you can. So when a person comes there and he says, I'm not inspired, what's the point? Say, that's the point. The point is, if you're not inspired, express your do nose. it. Take it. Connect. That's, 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 that's the real connection. That's the real everything. I don't see. I don't feel. I, I feel a disconnect. I feel like the world, I'm like in that material, great. That You're the one. You're the one who it's all for. Mm-hmm. so it's like I feel so disconnected that's where I'm meant to be now take an action and then I've literally fulfilled the whole purpose yeah definitely beautiful anything you want to add I feel good <laughs> now it's time to do once you feel good it's time to do so uh, one suggestion I guess this is uh, this is the moment of, of advertising <laughs> so we do have a book which I had the merit to also be connected with. It's called Eternal Life. And uh, it's that Maimra Samnafshin Bachaim. But what we've done there, what we try to do, is not just translate the Maimra and maybe give some explanations to the Maimra, but take a point out of each thing, and especially through a Chsidashim Isis or a story of Chsidim, of Rabbeim, use the story to give sort of that push for the practical thing from each choice and it's something we can all do whether you're taking the book whether you're taking uh, the mimer itself or whichever way it is take take what there is and and take it to the next level the next level is when is it me when is it part of me gimel tamuz is so to speak a time when we can't see that light from above because it's up to me to feel part of it and in that way bring it back. In that way bring Mashiach, bring not just back because we're not going back to what was. Bring it to the ultimate purpose which is to really become where the sun and the moon become one. Where the Mashpia, the giver and the Bekabal, the receiver becomes so one. And they could still remain independent. That's the real independence is when, is when the independence means my essence is him is Hashem and that's going to be revealed in the world that's what the idea of the coming of Mashiach is the glory of Hashem becomes revealed the physical flesh of the world that physicality which we have the issue with the materialism the basar, the flesh of the world will be able to see that it's all the mouth of Hashem that speaks and sees the godliness that's within everything Beautiful. Mishkarach. And a good yantif. Good yantif. And now it's time to work and to see. Please, God, we should... With our decision to work should already bring that before Gimel Tamas, before we continue to get there, we should already be together with the Rebbe and see godliness in the world by the coming of Mashiach and the ultimate reality. Amen. Okay.